mi gente, welcome to Peruvians of USA, the podcast where we share the diversity of the Peruvian immigrant experience. This is your host, Natalie Sofia, and this community was born from the need to create a space for Peruvian immigrants to come together, to support each other, to learn from each other, and to document our stories. The stories our guests share with us are deeply personal and paint a new portrait of what it means to be a Peruvian immigrant. I hope you receive these stories with an open heart and an open mind. So let's get started. This season of Peruvians of USA is brought to you by Ana Isabel Photography. Are you looking for a photographer who can capture your piece of history? Look no further. Ana Isabel specializes in everything from weddings to family portraits, and she's here to help you show up as your best self in every shot. She knows that having your photo taken can be nerve-wracking, but she is committed to making the experience seamless and stress-free for you. Her goal is to capture your essence in every photo and make you feel comfortable throughout the day. With her expert eye and attention to detail, she will freeze time together with you, creating beautiful images that you can revisit whenever you want to spark a memory. Whether you're looking for stunning wedding photos or timeless family portraits, Anisabel has the skills and expertise to bring your vision to life. So why wait? Contact Anna at anisabelphotography.com today to book your session and start creating memories that will last a lifetime. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please be sure to share with us in social media using the hashtag Peruvians of USA. All right, here's our conversation. Welcome, Elias, to Peruvians of USA. I am so happy to have you here today. I know yeah. you just came back from Peru, so welcome to the I did. States. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Could you please um, briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, so my name is Elias Burrell. Um, I'm from the D.C. area, currently live in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, I started Alpa Foods about two years ago now. Um, and it's been kind of a passion. It was a passion project that started out, kind of connecting me to my heritage and my culture. Um, right now, it's just kind of a side, kind of a side business that I'm doing. Um, I do work a nine to five job. I'm in the process of starting a new job actually this coming Ooh. week. So that's like, I get Congrats. like a little, that's, yeah, that's a lot of, it was, it was nice going to Peru and not worry, not worrying about like work work and stuff so right. uh but now it's like back to reality and i start my new job on monday uh but in my field i work in supply chain so um that's it's interesting working and starting my own business with with alpha foods and a lot of it has to do with supply chain and i also work in supply chain so um so that's yeah awesome. that's awesome yeah congrats on the new job yeah I, i'm thank glad you, that, thank you. that you took that time between jobs to get a fruit it's always like the best because you're yeah. the most rested <laughs> exactly exactly that's so awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's start with your Peruvian heritage. So let um share a little bit about this uh, about your Peruvian heritage. It's my understanding. I think you said your dad is Peruvian and your mom is from Paraguay, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my my dad was born in Lima. Okay. Um, he came when he was about in high school, so 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Old. Um, he came here uh, with all his brothers and sisters. Um, it's a a, a big family of them. So um. Yeah, they came when they were young, and nice. my mom's from, like you said, from Paraguay. She also came when she was about sixteen or so. Yeah. Um, and they met, they met here, and it's actually a funny story that my dad, um, him and his friends, they were always about, you know, kind of going out in the nightlife scene at the time at their 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 young age. It's kind of hard to imagine that now, uh, them going out. Uh, but they would put like host a lot of different parties and stuff like that, and they actually organized. Um, kind of a, like one of the first Latino festivals on the DC mall. Oh, uh, wow. And yeah, yeah. And it was just like them being fun and just trying to have a lot of fun. They didn't like have an organization behind it or anything. It was just like, 
how do we put a lot of people together and have a big party on the DC mall kind of thing. So, um, so whenever like I go like hang out with like him and his friends, like I hear the stories of like them back in the day and like starting that up. And I'm just like, that's so cool. Like now it's like an official thing and all that stuff. And, um, they're like building up the Smithsonian. I saw that. Uh, like yeah, the Heritage. Museum. yeah. Yeah. So, and they were, they were talking to one of my dad's friends about kind of like their, their, um, what they did and and back, back in the day when they did that, did that festival back then. And that, wow. that's, and that's kind of, that's how my parents met was actually in that festival. My mom was, she was like auditioning for, or she was like, uh, Miss Spider Y mm -hmm. at the festival. And then my dad was one of the organizers. So that's how they kind of met was back then. So that's smart that's like, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, let me organize a pageant. <laughs> yeah. He's got me taking notes out here. So. <laughs> that's really funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like, uh, yeah. If your uh, dad ever wants to be in the podcast, I can ask him about how he put that together. Cause that's pretty amazing. Like back yeah. then there were probably none right now no latino festivals there was no. no way to connect with other latinos and so that's pretty amazing that's very entrepreneurial i guess it runs in the yeah, family it really is because you think about it, like back then it was like oh there's latinos in america like okay that's great so it was like now it's like there's a more concerted effort to like promote latino heritage and culture and all that stuff right. but back then they're like brand new so it's just like let's just let's just throw this party on the dc mall and see what happens so <laughs> smart thinking yeah. So how did your parents balance both cultures, but you know, at home? I'm always curious about that. Like my husband's not Peruvian. And so I'm always going to be like Peru, 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 right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, wait, she's also half American. So like, how do we balance that out? So how did your parents do that here uh, for you? Yeah. So um, I would say that I think the Peruvian culture was definitely like a stronger influence. Um, so yeah, definitely don't stop pushing that Peruvian culture. <laughs> um well not so much because like my dad pushed it a lot it was just because I, I feel like compared you don't really there's hear more. too much yeah there's more Peruvians you know there's like Peruvian restaurants everywhere now um and plus like my dad's side of the family they're all here pretty much they are yeah they're all here all his siblings are here his parents both came whereas my mother she came alone like she was she yeah she's the only one she's up to this day I think she has a niece that's here yeah. uh but that that's it so she came all alone so I didn't really have like family gatherings for Christmas and Thanksgiving. It was always with my Peruvian side. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, it was like easily like in my face, you know, Peruvian culture, all that stuff. Um, whereas like my mother, like the bottle wines, like side would like, she wouldn't, there's not really too much typical. There's some, there's some typical dishes. Um, they're very like meat eaters. It's kind of mm -hmm. like Argentinians. Yeah. Um, so they love eating meat. Um, so there wasn't like too many dishes that she would compare to like Peru. Cause like right. Peru has like, like so many dishes and my dad is the is the cook of the family too so um there wasn't like, like even too much food that my mom could introduce to us and uh, um so it was like little touches like I remember like the indigenous language of Paraguay is Guarani yeah so uh I remember like holiday or for birthdays we would sing obviously English version Spanish version and the Guarani version oh that's awesome <laughs> So that those are like there's like small touches in my childhood that I do remember of like oh this like like this is the Paraguay inside. Yeah. Have you been um, able to go to Paraguay? I I have. So back last time I went was in uh 2018, kind of like pre-COVID. Luckily, mm -hmm. I did like a a two month tour of like South America where I went to Paraguay, Argentina, Chile, and Peru. Um, so I got to spend that was my first time in Paraguay in a really long time. So that was really awesome seeing family there and all that nice. stuff. Nice. So. Soccer though, like how was like soccer time whenever Paraguay played Peru? 
Uh, my dad is awesome. I mean, he's such a good <laughs> husband, and he he definitely he would stay quiet. He would. <laughs> oh, smart! He's a smart husband. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart man. So I have more notes that I'm taking from him. So, uh, but I would I would personally I I root for Padawai just because I got to go for for the motherland. You know? uh, yeah, so. no, I, I understand because like also Padawai has like of course they. Uh, have been multiple times at the World Cup. They have undeniable talent, you know, their team. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just, I was just interested because I know I have other friends who, um, who are mixed South American couples. And so it's always interesting to see how the kids like pick a country. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's pivot to your entrepreneurial like journey. Um, you, in the introduction, you mentioned that, you know, you have Alpha Foods, you launched it about two years ago. It's a passion project, but you also have a nine to five and you have a career. And so, Let's start first with the beginnings of Alpha Food. I know you said it was a passion project, but how did yeah what what inspired you? Why coffee and and like now you have other products like maca powder, you have cocoa, you know. So like yeah. tell us the beginning of that. Yeah, so it was um it was during COVID actually when I think everyone had too much like free time. So <laughs> um and I've always been working in the e-commerce space, uh whether it as like a main job or as just a side hustle that I was do I'm doing. Um, and at that time, it was I was doing some side work, where I was doing some e-commerce consulting for other small businesses in the in the DC area. So I would mainly just manage um, like Amazon, uh, their Amazon accounts, and making sure that everything's on po on point with their Amazon accounts, and they're making good sales. Uh, and then when the pandemic kicked off, and everybody was rushing to buy things online, like the world was ending, blah blah blah, and. I I saw like my client at that time, like their sales went through the roof. I mean, it was insane. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to take my knowledge of what I know in the e-commerce space and like start my own thing. And so I really wanted to do that. And um, and I wanted to start something with like that connected me with to back to my heritage. Cause I was I had just came back from that two-month tour in South America. And that that time was like really impactful for me because it was like I really got to see different different cultures in South America I got to reconnect with my family that I haven't seen in like over a decade so I really wanted something to like really connect me back to like my Latino heritage and culture and so I said I, I love food obviously you saw like my trip in Peru I was eating like nonstop. um so I wanted to start with something with food and and it was just like coffee I drink coffee every day so like why not start with coffee <laughs> um so and then I just like like slowly came about like how to like you know bring beans or not work with beans um that are brought into this country and roast them here myself um and put my own label on them and i started off with coffee and now i have maca maca root powder and cacao powder and actually um today i'm working on launching uh, two types of quinoa so that's a little that's awesome that's, <laughs> that's awesome. a little uh that's a little pop podcast awesome. uh, secret for you yeah so you, you heard it you heard it here first <laughs> yeah exactly you heard it, heard it here first it's a little... <laughs> that's awesome um uh, what would you say was like the biggest obstacle that you encountered when you decided to launch alpha foods um i would say it's just like something finding uh what exactly i wanted mm -hmm. the thing to be that connected um kind of my different passions together because i i had i started my first business i have one business in college and that was something else that kind of connected my my passion. Um, I went down to I went to college at BCU down in Richmond, Virginia, mm -hmm. uh, which um, if you haven't been, is like an awesome art city. Um, I think it's still the number one public art school in the nation. Oh, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, so like the art talent is just oozing down there, and I didn't have any um, 
I still don't have any artistic talent right now. I think I still draw with stick figures. So, <laughs> uh, but I had a lot of friends that like were artists and were musicians. And so I was really like into it and they showed me a lot of different things. And so I started my first like kind of artist promotion agency business down there. So that was a way where I connected my kind of entrepreneurial side with my passions. So no, so this time when I started Alpa, even though I wanted to start a brand, I think it was like a lot of kind of brainstorming, like what exactly, how do I connect my passions into yeah. like, to this business? Because it's easy to like, say like, oh, I'm going to sell coffee. You know, I like coffee, I'm gonna sell coffee. But it's like, if you're passionate about it, you know, it's, it's a lot more motivating right. to kind of get up and do it. Because there's a lot of times where it's just like, it's not easy, like, to start a business at all. So it's like, if you don't have the passion behind it, it's just going to be like, oh, I wasn't passionate about this anyways. Like, I'm just going to give up. Right. right. So it was really important for me to find something that I was passionate about. And um, yeah, it, it was like a lot of brainstorming of like, what from Peru could I sell? Like, I think I thought of clothes for a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not really passionate about clothes. And so I like came up with food and Alpa, actually like the word Alpa is in Quechua and it means, it means earth in Quechua. And I'm a big like outdoorsy person. Like I love going on hikes and all that stuff. And um, that also like kind of really, when I was actually in Peru, like going to Machu Picchu, like I really was into like how the Incas were like so in tune with like being close to mother nature and all that stuff. So that was something. So I took little bits and pieces of like my, yeah. my travels yeah. and like, oh, these are things that resonated with me. This is what I'm passionate about. And slowly, like as I was like brainstorming this stuff, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna start like a food company that's all about, promoting natural and wholesome foods mm. that also like tell a cultural story about Peru. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. So it was just a lot of brainstorming, but it definitely, I had all the free time. So it was a lot of, that's, uh, no, that's awesome. I love that you have combined everything and that you are incorporating something that you're doing something you're passionate about, because to your point, if you're not passionate, um, you're going to give up fast, right? Cause you're not yeah. going to love the process. Um, like I love that you love this and you know, it drives you similar, like with this podcast is it is a passion project. There's some long hours, but I love talking to Peruvians and I love seeing like what they're doing. And yeah. so like in the hard moments, you're like, all right, I genuinely love doing this. So I'm just going to yeah. keep doing it. So, um, I guess like the other question I have around like Alpha Foods and like how you got started to some folks, it could be like, oh, how do I even do international business? Because in a way you're you're doing international business, right? You're bringing yeah. in the beans from Peru and you're roasting them yourself. Like and doing business in Peru is a whole different like. <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame. It's yeah. a whole different ballgame. So how tell us about that. Like how, what was that experience like? How did you get connected with the right folks? How is it to uh, work with like our brothers and sisters of Peru, like, like yeah. doing business there, because sometimes business there is this less formal, right? Like then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would say like it, it's even when I, when I started Alpa, any, even any future business ventures or, or even if I'm giving advice to someone, I would say, you know, starting as small as possible is pretty, is pretty key because it's easy. Um, Cause with Alpa, like I have a big, like big goals and big visions of things I want to do. Um, so it's easy to like attack the big image, big vision, big dream first, and then quickly get bogged down because it's super, it can get super complicated. Imagine like importing something, you know, that gets pretty overwhelming. Um, so currently I don't, I work with an importer. I, at first, when I first started Alpha, I was working, um, with, uh, my family there because I have a ton of family in Peru still, a lot of tias. And, and primos that were actually helping me like talk to different, find different producers and stuff. And um, we weren't finding, especially during the pandemic, it was like such a hassle doing like international business. So I decided to scale back and work with importers in this country that were already bringing the beans in unroasted. And 
Um, so I worked with them. And so just like starting small as possible is really beneficial because starting smaller and then working your like building your way up is a much more feasible like process in my opinion just because like i said like if you start big like how do i import you can get and you don't know anything about importing stuff like you can quickly get like bogged down and lose yeah. hope almost so yeah. um because there was a couple times when i was like trying to i really wanted to import because my goal is to import the beans myself and mm -hmm. go to like the coffee farms and talk to like be able to tell the story of exactly the coffee farms in peru they come from Right. Um, actually, when I was in Peru this last time, I was supposed to go to Oxapampa to go visit some coffee farms, but unfortunately, I couldn't go to go there this time. But um, it's definitely on my list for this year to to start me making those connections. But um, but I would say it's a lot of like you know starting small, like asking if you have family there, like start asking them. You know, they might know someone like that knows somebody and because in Peru it's like weird like everyone like somehow knows someone and everyone's yeah. like connected yeah uh, and plus yeah. like Lima like at most everything is centralized in Lima so yeah. you you can quickly find things I feel like so yeah and if if you don't know someone that that knows you'll probably know someone else that knows someone so it's right. uh yeah just like start small like ask your family ask your friends that you know in Lima or Peru already and yeah. you'll be surprised how quickly you can start making contacts um, yeah that's yeah. a great advice. Um, I think also because um, if you start small, you are able to learn some lessons and then pivot accordingly as opposed to like if you do this big launch or you do this big contract and then yeah. you're stuck, right? You're stuck for an X amount of time. And so I, I think that's a great lesson. And for many of us, I know I've talked to different Peruvians who want to launch different things and they get stuck in this like, oh, this is such a huge endeavor. And I'm like, just get started. Even folks that want to start exactly. their own podcast. Yeah, even folks that want to start their own podcast, they're like, oh, what equipment? What do you use for editing? How you? I'm like, girl, just like grab up, grab your laptop and just start recording and yeah. you'll figure it out from there. You yeah. know? So don't wait for because I waited. Like I had this idea of the podcast probably like three years before I even started oh, wow. it. And I, I always like stop myself because I'm like, you know, like, oh, I don't have the equipment. I don't have the training. What am I really going to talk about? Are people really interested? And like my husband was always like, just like do it, just do it, you know, and like finally. Yeah. Your point, 2020, everybody had a lot of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's so key because it's like a lot of people have like this image like, oh, there's a perfect time. Like there's a perfect product that I need to like release. But like there's no such thing as a perfect time or a perfect product or service to launch. So it's like just launching it and doing it and like learning and building as you go. Yeah, it's like so key. So that's why I love like the starting starting small like dreaming big but starting small concept yeah yeah and I think I also heard somebody say like if you launch the perfect product it's probably too late like you launched it yeah. too late <laughs> no exactly you're probably working on it for 10 years and, yeah, so. <laughs> and it should have been out it's, before yeah um yeah. all right so you also have your own career in supply chain you all you have your own nine to five all right do you sleep <laughs> I do. Listen, <laughs> I do sleep. I definitely do sleep. Sleep is actually, if I don't get at least my eight hours of sleep, I don't operate uh, well. So, um, but yeah, it was, it's um, a lot of like self-care involved. I would say um, if I'm not like really taking care of myself, then I can't, I can't really perform at my, at my best too. Cause it's like, if I'm like sleepy, I'm not eating well, if I'm, then I can't really accomplish all those things um so a lot of it has to do with like my routine making sure that like I have a routine set where I'm like all right after my nine to five go to the gym um you know go to gym you know take some time off then then work on alpha um is usually how a typical like normal day with both things go um 
but it, it's a lot of it again just taking care of myself taking care of my diet you know making sure i'm like meditating taking care of like all different aspects of it taking care of my mental health is really important too um because i think it's it's easy to kind of see someone like performing all these things from the outside but really i, I always played sports like growing up like i played soccer for 12 15 years and I'm, I'm a very competitive person so i love um just like research, like looking at different, like really successful athletes, like like Jordan and Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. And you see how much work they're putting in like practice and stuff. A lot of that, I kind of compare that to like to real life usage, where it's just like, if you're not practicing in the gym, like on yourself, like you can't, you can't like succeed or like achieve the things that you want to achieve. Cause it's not like Kobe and Jordan, they just rolled out of bed and were great. Like it's a lot of work that you have to put in on yourself and all that stuff. So, and if you're not, if you're not like your best optimal person then you can't it's going to be hard to achieve what you want to so. yeah i think it's awesome that you are touching on the self-care particularly from a male perspective i think uh, i haven't heard enough men talk about it <laughs> it seems to be a very like ladies topic and like women yeah. are more comfortable talking about it but i do think that you know like more men should talk about it and um and it's it might look different for them right although like i do think that self-care is probably the same for both like you have to look at your nutrition you have to look at your sleep and all of that but um yeah, I think it's, I appreciate that you're bringing this topic to conversation. I think it's great. Yeah, because it's even if, if you don't, because I had an experience where I had a really bad crash and burn where I actually, um, it wasn't like from stress or anything, but it, I felt like it was balancing a lot of different things. And this is something that I plan to talk about with Alpha too, um, where I actually ended up like in the hospital, um, was on medical leave for two months. And a lot of that I attribute because it was in the early days of Alpha where I was really pushing myself but wasn't really taking care of myself where I was really trying to balance like the social life aspect, um, the dating life aspect. And a lot of it, if you're not really taking care of yourself and you're just like really pushing out all these external things first, then it's easy to crash and burn. And I feel like as you like grow older, like you get more responsibilities and crashing and burning doesn't end well. And it affects a lot of people. So that's why like I, even with my, my siblings and stuff, I always try to tell them, you know, make sure you take care of yourself first um, because we're not, we're not young uh forever <laughs> we're not young forever so <laughs> i know you share on um i think it was a story or maybe a post you share that um i think you took some time to go to the west coast you went to arizona i believe yeah is that connected to the story of crashing and burning or is that yeah something? it was so that was like when i went through a really bad incident in down in richmond virginia where um i actually was like assaulted by a group of people and oh, like sorry. had like pretty much got like half my face like almost bashed in and um so that was and then I went on medically for two months and it was kind of a kind of a like a really tough time for sure um just like going through like a lot of depression and anxiety recovering from that because it's like you know we're like in this especially in, in the U.S. we're like working all the time and we're taught like we have to be working all the time especially and even for me where I'm like doing alpha too where so going from like a hundred like on level of a hundred of working like a lot to going to zero like being on bed rest was like really was really tough yeah it's like going yeah doing from so much every day to doing nothing just laying in bed like it was really tough um but through all that like that's where i really learned where it's just like oh like and i couldn't do anything for alpa i couldn't do anything for work i couldn't help my family with anything friends whatever so it was like, that's where I really learned where it's just like, okay, I'm not at my best things done. I can't help parents on it to kind of be in nature. So that's like my passion for nature. I was like, let me just like go out there and just do a bunch of hikes like every day. And it was like an amazing experience where it was just like, I just felt like at, at peace with like, with nature and with myself. And that was really awesome. 
Yeah, I remember you sharing some of those hikes, uh, and I was like, "Where is it?" <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was. I was like, "I can't go to Peru, so let me go." Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, that I think connecting to. Uh, to or to just nature is so helpful, and I completely um, understand and relate. Like that sort of uh, impact of um, resting and like recovering can have yeah. us because not only here in the culture in the U.S. are we you know encouraged to work 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 all the time, but we're also like children of immigrants, right? And we see in our parents work 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 all the time, and so we're like, oh, we're not reaping all the benefits perhaps of being here, or we're not reaping everything if we're not working to what the level they work. And right mm -hmm. now, I'm in um. And postpartum, right? Like I'm recovering, and I'm also in that mindset. Like, I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm supposed to be resting with the baby. I'm supposed to be like sleeping when the baby sleeps, and I'm like, oh, but I have all this stuff to do, and I'm yeah, like, so it's really hard, and you really yeah. have to remind yourself to like just take it easy, and it's okay. So yeah, exactly. If like something doesn't get done, it doesn't get done, and that's like, I don't really like. I have a dead like, deadlines for Alpha, and I try to push as hard as can. But also it's like, I'm not going to overkill myself too. And I think it's like understanding that the world will be okay if you yeah. don't like hit this deadline. If you if I don't release my next product, when I say in, in my head, I'm going to like, right. the world no, will be okay. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, yo, Elias, you said. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's, you know, doing their own thing. Nobody's going to like. Yeah. Be, well, that's why I feel like as a, as a business owner, it's so easy to kind of get in your head about things. Because right. it's for you, it's like, it's like your baby too. Right. And like, I'm sure you feel the same way. Where it's just like. <laughs> It's yeah, got to be sure. perfect, but it's just like, no, it's just you thinking that way. Yeah, yeah for sure. I've, I definitely said, hey, this episode will drop X day. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it just didn't work out that and way. It's okay. Yeah, and it's okay. People live. <laughs> um, all right. So what, um, if you could go back and change anything, doesn't mean you regret, like, you know, your experiences, but um, if you could <sighs> redo or uh, what would be something that you would sort of change about the launching hmm. of Alpha or the way you have managed your nine to five and your entrepreneurial pursuits? Mm, okay. Um, I, for Alpha itself, I don't know. Because I, I felt like I did a lot of, it's pretty thorough in my research of like what I wanted to do. Um, with Alpha itself, yeah, I don't know if I would change anything the way with when I started Alpha. Um, just because I, I feel like, you know, we talked about just, just starting something so right. I felt like I did a good job of just like you know thinking about it thoroughly because but not thinking about it too long where it doesn't launch and just right. like kicking things off right. um so I'm really happy with like how kind of things went with that I would say like with the balance like focusing I because I had to go through that burnout to kind of realize um to kind of realize like oh I have to actually take care of myself or else I'm not going to achieve what I want to achieve with Alpha mm -hmm. or anything else mm -hmm. So I wish like that would be something that if I had to start again, like I wish I had that knowledge. Um, yeah, just just like making sure that I'm taking care of myself and if things don't, because at first I was definitely hard on myself when like things weren't like perfect. When like the the, pro, the pro, like, product launch didn't go according to plan, like I was more harder on myself. But now I'm just like, you know, it's out there. It's good. Like I'm taking care of me. I'm happy. I'm at peace. Like it's okay. So I wish I had more of that awareness like when I first started out. That and maybe like, I wish I had my accounting better in place. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's like every business owner's answer. My accounting. I wish I would have started my accounting <laughs> earlier. Don't be cheap like me. Just just get just get QuickBooks. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Yeah, it's easier. Um, did you get? Do you have like a small team that helps you? I know for me sometimes, like it took me a long time to even try to hire like a, a somebody to help me with whether you know editing or marketing. 
budget's tight at the beginning when you launch something. Do you have a team or a small team that supports you now? Or is it still like you running most of everything? Yeah, so it is currently still me. My my super small team consists of my little brother and, and my dad. Hey, good family business. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no. And that's like, and that's another like part of them that what I wanted when I created Alpha is like, I wanted something where I could involve my family in, uh, because that's also really important for me too, is that I want to give like that, like kind of that freedom or that stability and the option of like coming into work, like with Alpha with, or, cause it's like, you know, growing up, you're going to school here, going to college, you're kind of like taught like, okay, this is the roadmap, go to college, go to college for four years, go work corporate or work for a company. Um, we're not really taught like an alternative per se. Right. So I like to, especially with my little brother, he's 15 now. He's a freshman in the same high school that I went to. So he's going up fast and I want that to have, have an option for him too. So he helps me a lot actually with Alpha. Awesome. Um, so I always want that to be an option for him. Or even if it's like with my nephew, um, I joke around my sister. That's like, as soon as he turns one, he's got to, he's got to start uh, helping with Alpha. Yeah, so. he can be the model, the model of the baby. The um, but yeah, I, <laughs> 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 so I do I, I do have a tip I would say research it to everybody who's listening to I know because I'm very much into learning about personal finance and gen creating generational wealth and so mm -hmm. like, since you're employing your brother and again do your own research I'm not a you know advice or anything um, gotcha, gotcha. um your little brother can open a Roth IRA and deposit some of his earnings to that Roth and like let that grow. And like by the time, you know, like he's older, like he'll have some investments that have grown. So like, uh, so that's one of the benefits of like hiring family, right? They they can, um, especially when they're young, they can start opening a Roth. Because technically it, nice. is like, it is his like earnings, right? His earnings yeah. Whatever. So yeah, I say like research on that. And even you can do that for little kids. So. No, yeah. I mean, I think we did open some type of uh, college savings account yeah. for or even my, my little nephew when he was born. Um, so that, that, that's, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. a 529. Yeah, we're looking into that for, for our little ones. There you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the great thing about those accounts too, that if they the child decides not to go to school, you can use it for like private schools and elementary through high school, like equi uh, equipment like laptops, or at the end of the day, yeah. you can use it for yourself as a as a parent or whoever is running that account. Yeah. So it's not money lost at all. So Yeah, and I like the I like the private school idea too, um, just as an option. And that that's even like for like my entrepreneurial like experience. That's why I love the entrepreneur mindset, because it's like all about kind of creating options for yourself. Yeah. Um and not just like sitting back and hoping that options come. But it's like even with with like my little brother or like they my the, my new nephew, it's mm -hmm. How do I create, make sure that create the options for him that he can have in the future so he can have options? Um, so I think that's really important. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. So what's one message that you want to leave the audience uh, with? Like, so they, you know, like one message that you want them to remember from this conversation. One message, I would say to just like, to just take care of yourself. I think that that's super key, especially at this day and age. I think through all the pandemic, through all like the craziness that we've like kind of been through over the past three years or so, it's easy to get caught up with like what you see on the news and all that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, like you can only like be your best person, like if, if you're taking care of yourself. And for me, like family is huge. And I noticed, I learned that from like when I, you know, crashed and burned out that it's, I can't help them if I'm not like at my best, best through, through all the craziness that we see on the news, whatever it is, you know, just, just make sure you're taking care of yourself and that way you can help like your family and friends and close ones. Yeah. That's, 
That's a very good message. Definitely, uh, let's all take care of yourself. We can only, uh, we can only pour from like a full cup. If your cup is not full, yeah. you can't you can't pour from an empty cup. So make sure your cup is full. Um, Definitely. If, if anybody wants to buy coffee, maca, quinoa, <laughs> yeah, quinoa. <laughs> by the time this comes out, the quinoa. Who knows? Yeah. We might come. By the time this comes out, we might have another product out yeah. there. So. So like, how can they buy your products? How can they connect with you and support you? Yeah. So uh, you can follow Alpa Foods on Instagram at Alpa Foods. Uh, there you can buy the products on the Instagram page. You can also visit our website, alpafoods.com. Um, you can like follow me and my personal um, journey and Alpa on LinkedIn, Elias Burrell on LinkedIn. I'm planning to start posting more about like my entrepreneurial stuff on LinkedIn. Right now, it's just been all my professional career, but uh, starting this new career, that new job that I'm getting into, I'm going to start um, posting about my, my Alpa stuff too. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Again, yeah. congrats on the new job. Congrats on launching new products for Alpha Foods. We're uh, super proud of you. I'm really Thank excited. you. I'm really excited for, you know, Alpha Foods and what you, how, it will yeah. and how it will evolve. Thank you, Elias, for being here with us today. No, thank, thanks for having me. This was awesome. Just wanted to take a break here to share that Peruvians of USA now has an online store. Help us spread the message that El Mejor Amigo de un Peruano es Otro Peruano by visiting our online store. We also have feminine versions that said La Mejor Amiga de una Peruana es Otra Peruana or gender neutral versions. This could be the perfect gift for a Peruvian in your life. Visit the link on the episode notes or link in bio. All right, back to the episode. Are you a small business looking to expand your digital footprint? Are you a small business looking to reach more of the Peruvian diaspora in the United States? Consider sponsoring an episode of Peruvians of USA. Peruvians of USA has launched its first sponsorship program. If you're interested, please visit peruviansofusa.com slash sponsors or send us a message on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Peruvians of USA. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and review an Apple podcast. It lets other Peruvians find the show. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Peruvians of USA. I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. All right. Talk to you soon. Ciao.